Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lily, your host. And today we're going to be talking about some creepy dude named Bailey. (laughs) He went to the ghost town of dead. (laughs) Hi, welcome to our podcast round here. Uh, We will be discussing... Different spooky things from around this area in which we live in. The Brazoria County area of Texas. My name is Brandy. I'm the mom. I'm Lily. I'm the youngest, cutest one. I'm Elora. I'm the eldest one. On our first episode, we're going to be talking about Bailey's ghost, or like uh, the Bailey lights. In Bailey's Prairie. Yeah. Yeah. How what is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, real freaky so, dude. So we, we're gonna like start with some history. Brief, hopefully. Brief history. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <clears throat> Bailey's Prairie is a small village in Brazoria County. It's, as far as I can tell, it doesn't really get above the thousand mark in population. Oh no, it's still a village. Yeah, it's very small. Like, it's really little. You drive through it in five minutes. <clears throat> yeah, it was established in 1818. Um, it was like one of the first establishments around here, around in this area. Around here. Around here. <laughs> around here. <laughs> James Britton Bailey was born in North Carolina in 1779. Um, I've read a couple of things that said he was married pretty young. Some of the things say that he was married to, uh, Hannah or Nancy. I don't know. The Hannah and Nancy. Hannah and Nancy. 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 We'll call her that. (laughs) According to the best tales of Texas ghosts, um, they were able to get in touch with, like, a great great granddaughter of Britt Bailey and I think she cleared some things up and apparently Edith Smith was his first wife and later Nancy was like a stepmom that wasn't really considered to be a full mom I don't know it gets a little janky because they don't really write those sort of maybe he's one of the wives that she maybe he's one of the wives She's one of the wives that he didn't have kids with. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Britt Bailey was, uh, he was born in North Carolina. And, um, he and his wife and their children, they moved to Kentucky. Where he served in the Kentucky House of Representatives for a couple of years. And then he was prosecuted for forgery. And actually did some time in the state pen in Kentucky. And um, in something that I read, it said that he wasn't ashamed of doing time in prison. He was ashamed of being on the legislature. Huh. (laughs) That shows you the views of what they did. So he packed up his family and he moved to Tennessee. He fought in the War of 1812. He later moved to Texas to what would later be called Bailey's Prairie. Ah. Yeah. It said that he was a big troublemaker. Like, he 
had a, a short fuse and he liked alcohol a lot. He allegedly uh, bought land from the Spanish, from the Spanish government. From what I understand, he had a land settlement with the Spanish leaders and everything, and there was an understandment, understanding, and then the land ended up basically Sam Houston. Everybody that came down were like, "I don't care if you lived here before; it's our land now." And they wanted him to leave, and uh, he basically said, "You're stuck with me." Sam Houston said, "Well." Then do something for me. Yeah, it was Stephen F. Austin, but yeah. Stephen it's... F. Austin, Sam Houston. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, oh, yeah. Well, he was here. Okay, he was here. Yeah. Uh, let me get this in order. He was here before uh, Stephen F. Austin brought the old 300, and he, Mexico basically didn't really like that he was here but they kind of like were like sure whatever and then austin came here and tried <laughs> to kick him out and he's like ha nah i'm i'm staying you know they he basically acknowledged that he had squatters rights and just kind of uh, let him stay I'm but like saying. like you said he yeah he said if you're gonna stay you're gonna, you're gonna help me, me. So he is actually on the list of the old three, the old three hundred, and he helped. He became okay. Let me see. <laughs> let me look at my notes. Okay, yeah, he was given a league and a labor of land, and I looked that up. And a league of land is. So he was given a league and a labor of land, and a league of land is approximately four approximately four thousand four hundred and twenty eight point four acres um away from water oh and a labor is approximately a hundred and seventy seven point one acres situated near water like a river or something like that so he was given a league and a labor so like lot sort of ish forty five hundred acres of land all of Bailey's Prairie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he built, he apparently built this uh, huge red house on it that was a sight to behold, but it's not there anymore. It's like got... Not the red house. Not the red house. Not um, the gumdrop buttons. <laughs> okay, so um, he gradually expanded his real estate Ownings from like south of Houston to throughout the Gulf Coast. So he owned a lot of land. Um, there have been, oh, there, there are tales of, of him like whenever he got drunk. Like he apparently, he and Austin, Stephen F. Austin didn't like each other, but he was useful. So Austin didn't mind having him around. Like he would be the go between and like with Native Americans, like. Like, sort of an ambassador, I mm -hmm. guess, in ways. He wasn't afraid to talk to people, and he apparently talked to people well until someone just, like, disliked him, or he would get in brawls all the time. He would get in fights, and mm. and apparently one time he was riding a horse, and he was drunk, and the horse uh, was being unruly, so he bent over and bit its ear. <laughs> of course, he didn't like that, so he... It, the horse like bucked him off and threw him onto the ground, and he he didn't like that. 
So he took out his big butcher knife and slit its throat. Uh, yeah. I hate oh. this man. <laughs> you don't kill the horses. <laughs> That's not a good idea. Well, there's a, uh, another, there was something else about a, a preacher that, like, it was a traveling preacher or somebody who was, came to his door when his wife was away and, and, um, wanted a place to sleep. But Britt told him, as long as you follow the house rules. And, uh, the guy was like, House rules, how weird could it be? So he says, okay, sure. And apparently during the guy's stay, he, um, like, had his his enslaved man play a, a jig and um, had the, the preacher climb up on a table and do a jig. And the guy was like, I don't know how to dance. And he was like, well, better learn. And shot at his feet oh. until he danced. So it was like... So he was nuts. Kind of seemed that way. Yeah. Like, he was just nuts. Crazy man. Yeah. So, and then um, he he burned down his corn crib, which is like a granary, corn granary, because he wanted to. Because <laughs> he thought it'd be fun. Make popcorn. Sounds metal. I think, it was, <laughs> I think it was another time where he was drunk and uh, he went out, sat under a tree, and... The thing that I read said that he he probably would have burned the house down if his favorite daughter, favorite favorite daughter, favorite daughter hadn't come and stopped him and like helped put the fire out or start start people putting the fire out. Okay, so he yeah so he got into a lot of fights. He was uh not a I don't know if he was a not happy man. <laughs> Or if he was just conflicted man, or just I don't know. Okay, well, a lot of mental illnesses and stuff went completely unregistered back then. Yeah, so that's true. <clears throat> well, that doesn't that didn't exist back then. So a lot of things right. went under the radar. Oh, he's just nuts. Oh, he drinks a lot because he likes to have a good time and yeah. Okay, so. This is kind of where it starts getting a little weird, like where the the stories of the ghosts and the ghost lights and stuff the come spoopies. from. Yeah. Um, so his will stated that he must be buried standing up, facing the west, because, according to the book that I read, quote, he never stooped to any man while alive and didn't intend to change after death. End quote. So, he wanted his gun placed over his shoulder with, like, a powder bag mm -hmm. at hand and a jug of whiskey at his feet. But when they were... I read a couple of accounts. The one that seemed more legitimate with the great-granddaughter and everything. Yeah. Or great-great-granddaughter. <clears throat> that one said that the wife, or the common-law wife, whatever she was... Nancy. The woman. The, Nancy. The, the woman in charge. She wouldn't allow them to put the whiskey in his coffin because he'd had too much of it while he was on Earth and she didn't want him to have any more in the hereafter wherever he was going. <laughs> so uh, she took it and threw it out the window or threw it in the field or dumped it out or... Anyway, she wouldn't let him be buried with it. There's another tale that I read a couple other, like 
on websites and stuff that say that some of the enslaved people, because he was such a jerk and because he was mean to them and bad to them, they took it out of his grave before he could be buried. Justifiable. <laughs> yes. He's like, ha you don't, you won't get your whiskey. Right. Um, Can't do so anyway, else or whatever. Came but up. the weird thing is, is with all of this, there, like everything that I've read about him, it says this that he was, he he had it stated in his will that he wanted to be buried standing up, facing the west, with his gun and his whiskey. But, and that, that they they said that they they honored that that wish, but nobody knows where he's buried. He doesn't have a marker. Did he ask for one? I'm a, I, I sure I assume he did. But why would no, I mean, why would there not be a marker for his grave? Maybe he didn't want a marker. Maybe he's like, yeah, don't mark it. They're going to have to guess. Have them look for me. Good segue. Because. (laughs) 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 The ghost story part of this section, of this episode. There are sightings of the Bailey lights, the Bailey ghosts. They used to be a big man-sized light looking for... People thought that it was because he was looking for his whiskey that he didn't get to get buried with. Okay. (laughs) So, according to the best tales of Texas ghosts, a few years after Britt died, a friend of his, John Thomas, and his wife, Anne... Bought the big red house and, you know, settled in and we're all hunky-dory. And John was off on a business trip and left Anne there by herself with some servants and such. And she woke up during the night for some reason and saw what she described as, well, according to this book, what she described as a figure or a presence that was the size of a big man. Apparently, Brett Bailey was a big man. I probably should have mentioned at the beginning. You probably should have, yes. Of the episode. Brett Uh Bailey was a big man. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) and it was standing in the doorway. It moved to the foot of the bed. It seemed to, quote, stoop and grope around under the bed, then retreat Retreated and disappeared, end quote. He was trying to look for where he left his whiskey. Apparently, Anne was sleeping. The The servant girl that was with her uh, said that she would, that Anne was sleeping in the same bed that Britt had died in four years earlier. Um. <laughs> that so I would have been like, uh, no, thank you. Salt and burn it. Salt and burn it. Thank you Salt so much. Salt and burn it. That's exactly it. <laughs> We wanted to name this podcast that, but we're not original. <laughs> so. Okay, so she changed bedrooms, and when her husband got home, she told him about it, and he was like, uh, it's just a nightmare, you're, you know. It's all, old Brit, you know, old man Brit, we were friends, if he comes back, I'll just shake his hand. But, like, that sounds like something somebody that got killed by a ghost would say. <laughs> what? Sounds like something somebody who got killed by a ghost would say. Oh, I get it. Shut up. I mean, 
Yeah, he probably got dead. He got killed by a ghost because he said I'd check his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah, that ghost's not afraid of me. Anyway, anyway so um, she got woken up one night by her husband screaming because this is like when the, you know people uh, slept in different rooms. Apparently, he stayed in the old bedroom <clears throat> and she had moved to another bedroom. And uh, she woke up to him. <laughs> she woke up to him screaming, and she went into the room, and he said he he was sitting on the edge of the bed, shaking, and uh, he said, "quote It was no, I saw him. It was old man Bailey. I saw him plain as day." End quote. And they moved very soon after that. The house stayed vacant for a while in the eighteen fifties. Colonel Mordello Munson. Mmm. Y'all know that name. Yes, we do. Heard his dogs yelling and wailing outside, and then he went to check on them, and they were cowering in fear. <gasps> Poor puppies. Uh, Colonel Munson saw a great column of light the size of a big man. Big man. So many, so many big man lights. A big boy. Big Ben John. Okay, so he and his friend chased this light. It was like a ways away from him, but they chased it, and they never could catch it. Mm-hmm. And um, there are many people have reported seeing lights uh, around the area where it, the light looks like it's circling around looking for something. And the people of the area say that he it's old Membrit looking for his jug of whiskey that got thrown out. Blah, blah, blah. You're not going to find it, man. <clears throat> it used to appear quite often. Now it seems to appear like only like every seven years. That's weird. Uh, or yeah, like in the mostly in the late fall. Seems a in the evening. Suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> suspicious, bro. Um, he has been accused. His ghost has been accused of causing cars to stop dead in. The middle of the road. Because he'd be standing there. Pour a, a gas blowout when oil workers Ooh. are getting, like, drilling. I, when they get too close to his grave. I don't know how anybody could say that. Since they don't know where the hell he is. Uh, where is he? I don't know, but I blew up the Yeah, there was the boat blew up over there. Yeah, automatically, that must be a ghost. But... Uh, I think it means you need to put maintenance on your vehicle. <laughs> right. But, yeah, so that's the ghost lights. And there are, like, all kinds of stories of people online who talk about, um... Seeing a... Seeing, like, yeah. Lantern. Or, or, yeah, seeing a light where they... I read this one where this person said that she and her cousin, or her... I think it was her cousin, went and they rode down the road and... Um, there was a light that, or no, they didn't see anything at first, but when they turned around to leave, there was a light behind them, and when they went to leave, it followed them, like, mm. kept pace with them and followed them and freaked them out. So, I've heard it's more stories like that, where the lights follow the vehicles. And I know we, you guys have months in family, yeah. So we've been out. <laughs> the first time I heard about the ba- the the Bailey's lights, the ghost lights, was we were there for like a Thanksgiving sort of 
<laughs> thing. And um, they started talking about, Connie was talking about it. Like, uh, oh, don't look outside at night. You might see, yeah. you might yeah. see his lights out. Yeah, she said <laughs> it was like this big field. And she was looking out into the field. And she we were like walking on this little road. And it was this big field. And she said, if you guys stay here, or y'all, if y'all stay here, when it gets dark, maybe you'll see Bailey's lights. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, you haven't heard. Ooh. And then I get to hear, standing in front of the place where it supposedly happens. Uh, I'm running. I'm running home. Yeah, there's, you know, she tells me this Oh, by the way, story. you're standing in a haunted field. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, mm, no, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> I'm outie. You like ghosty things way too much to be afraid of ghosty things. It's well. a condition. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story of Bailey's ghost, Bailey's lights, Bailey's lights, <laughs> Bailey's, Bailey's ghost, Bailey's, Bailey, or, okay. his name is not Paisley, I know, Bailey's lights of ghosts, of ghosts, Bailey. mm. <laughs> Bailey's lights of ghosts, of ghosts, goodbye, he was a big man, you <laughs> see, her, his lights when he goes out looking for whiskey. <laughs> and was like, hey, dude, what? Where's my whiskey? So he said, uh, I'm gonna search for my whiskey. I said, who took my whiskey? My servants or my wife? My Nancy. <laughs> what we're gonna call? You figure out where they put my whiskey? Is it in this bush? Under this bed? Oh, hi, Luis. I've been looking under everything, but I just can't seem to find... Hi, Anne. I know you. Where's your husband at? I'm going to shake his hand. Hey, chill out. I'm just here to find my whiskey. The sources that I have used have been um, various Wikipedia... Texas Ghost Sites and uh, Best Tales of Texas Ghosts by Dosia Schultz Williams and True Ghost Tales of Brazoria County. The website. website. It's like Brazoria County Ghosts website. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We are new at this, so we're apologize. Meh. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We are new at this, so things are still a little choppy and we are still learning. But thank you for joining us for the ride. If you enjoy listening to us be silly and chat about silly things, then please subscribe and follow and leave us a comment. But again, We are new, so please be kind. Thank you.